Hey, welcome to the Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kay. And we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. So grab a drink, get comfy and close the door behind you. Hey, Hi. welcome back. Welcome back to episode, <laughs> episode two. Right, I'm getting confused because we did like a little intro episode, so technically it's three, but it's two. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> what should we call it? Two or three? Who knows? 2.5. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But the most important thing about this episode is that we have our first guest of series two on. Yay! It's another guest episode, and we're bringing it to you nice and early because we love a guest episode, you love a guest episode. So, why not get one in early doors? I'm so excited. I love guest episodes. I feel like they just bring something extra to the chat and I'm really excited for this week's guest. Maybe I'm slightly biased because she is my friend. <laughs> she sounds amazing. I'm so looking forward to chatting to her. I know Johnny's actually never met our guest before. This kind of tends to happen. We are like virtually meeting for the first time normally when, when we're recording with guests. So I guess should I introduce her? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's get straight into it. So this week's guest is Georgie. She is a social media manager for one of the biggest online UK retailers, Not only this, but her own social media following has grown to over 60,000 since she started posting behind the scenes content of working at ASOS. So we're really excited to talk to her about the world of social media and how she got to where she is today. Mm, I'm so excited. We have spoken a little bit about social media and things on the podcast before, haven't we? Like between ourselves or with other guests. Georgie is a professional through and through in both her personal life and her professional life. So we cannot wait to get the insider gas and learn a bit more about what she does. I'm I'm super excited. Me too. Let's get her in. Yeah. Hi guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast I've ever done. So yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, good. We're so happy to have you on. Honestly, we're so, so excited to chat to you. Um, love what you're wearing as well, by the way. Loving the outfit. Oh, I feel yeah, like we've all nice. gone for a very... We're all, we're all things on a we're theme, aren't we? Yeah. Johnny and I always tend to end up matching, even when we like have our weekly meetings and we don't even, we don't plan it, even down to the glasses. You look like you mean business with those glasses. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. This is the only thing that's professional about us. Like. <laughs> so, should we kick off, Johnny? Let's go, yeah, let's go. So we've given a bit of an intro to what you do, Georgie, and your professional nine to five life and with your social media following. Um, So just for the listeners who don't know a lot about what your job is, what is a typical day like um, in the life of Georgie? So a typical day, I so I'm social media manager, nine times out of 10 every week, we'll have a big shoot. We shoot a big campaign once a month for one of the brands. So there's always something going on. Like every, every day is different. You'll be working on collaborations that could be with a big celebrity. It could be with a big influencer. It could be with a fashion editor. And we work on these edits, these collaborations with them. We'll shoot them. Um, and then as a social media manager, I have to do like the strategy of that whole project. So what it's going to look like on social, um, briefing the graphics, work with my team, like delegate all the jobs on who's looking after what for that launch. And then also once the content's gone out, I work on like the paid social side of it. So boosting that content to be seen by more people, get it in front of more people's eyes, getting more sales from it, more engagement, more followers. Um, And then once all that content's gone out, then you have to do all the reporting, all the analytics, what done well, what didn't, why it done well, what can we do next time? Yeah, and then literally compare all those results. Was that the question you asked me? Did I just go off on a tangent? No, that is perfect. As, as I finished that, I definitely thought that isn't even the question you asked me. No, it absolutely was. That was so perfect. Yeah, like, obviously there's so many skills involved in what you do, like, and no day sounds like it's the same. How did you get into that? What led you to what you do now? Yeah, so this is probably the most thing I get question- I get messages about on Instagram, how I got my job, what did I study, what did I do? Um, and people yeah. are often quite surprised when I say I never went to uni. Um, I 
I got rejected from London College of Fashion twice. Wow, they missed out on a trick with you. That lost, hard. That lost. <laughs> yeah. And I think especially with like social media, fashion and that kind of thing, it isn't necessarily about a certificate or a degree or a course. Like mm. everything that I've done, I've picked up from my from working at all these different places I picked up all the skills I wasn't like taught this in a lesson or anything it's literally just picking up and I've like been at lots of different brands and I think every brand does it different so then when I've come to this brand I was I was putting in processes and things that I got from my previous brand mm. you know like you pick up something from every place you've been and then it just like creates something better but yes yeah, so I got rejected from London College of Fashion twice I'd done at a foundation only because they told me I needed to do this to apply again um a foundation course in fashion and textiles I think it was and then they offered to keep me on to do a degree there where I went I went to Ravensbourne Art College and I was just like I just wasn't interested in it I needed to like get in the industry get working um, and it was all new to me like I knew no one in the industry I had no friends in there or family friends that worked somewhere that could get me an internship or work experience I knew no one I literally went into it blind emailed everywhere I could during this time you worked for free when I'd done work experience it wasn't paid for but I feel like it just showed who was really passionate about it so I would literally be working for free Monday to Friday and I was did all these different magazines all these different fashion houses PR agencies and then on the weekend I was then working in in top shop so I, yeah I was literally working like six seven days a week but it showed that I was passionate and this is what I wanted to do and it's like nothing was going to stop me and I did get that break someone recommended me so basically it's like the industry is so small and you end up doing work experience with the same people and you'd like bump into them again and they'd be like oh well, I've done here I've got a contact like and everyone would help each other, which was really nice. And this girl had just finished uh, ASOS um, doing work experience. I was like, oh my God, it'd be my, my absolute dream ever would be to work ASOS. I think I applied for every single job <laughs> that they had on their career website, <laughs> which you're, they, you're not meant to do. Like they really like don't advise that you apply for every job just to like get in there. Yeah, <laughs> but people do, like everybody does that. I don't think anybody that I know that works there has only applied for just the one. It was any job, I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, go for like receptionist as well because I knew of someone that started as a receptionist and then she went into like a buyer. So I was like, I'll get in as a receptionist. We've spoken about that a lot on the podcast about like just managing to get your foot in the door and like showing that you are versatile. Um, because although like you say, people don't often recommend it because it can look like you're spreading yourself too thin. You, if you want to get in somewhere, you've got to, you've got to do something, haven't you? Yeah. And like showing your versatility is only going to be a good thing. So I remember actually when we done work experience at school, when we was before sixth form, I never done it because it was like everyone was working in like doing all other stuff. Nothing was fashion, nothing fashion was offered. Yeah. And I was like, I know what I want to do. So I'm not going to go and just do work experience somewhere for this for the sake of it. But then I remember in sixth form, um, I weirdly enough, I was in the ASOS building before ASOS owned all the floors. Um, and I'd done it for Drapers. And I mean, I literally like photocopied and when I got tea, like I had no involvement at all with anything ever. Um, but I remember I was like, I'm gonna go up to the top floor. This is when they like literally had a small space. And it was when Lady Gaga was on their cover. I was like, I'm gonna go to the top floor, I'm gonna hand in my CV. <laughs> And it was obviously just like, yeah, cool, like nothing. And then it was all those years later when I actually worked there. I was like, it's so weird how it all just like comes around. That's so bad. Meant to be. We always say that. I'm such a believer yeah. that things all happen for a reason. And I, I remember, I feel like I'm remembering all this stuff now. One of my bedroom walls was like covered with magazine photo shoots and all this. And loads of the ASOS magazine covers were on the wall. You know, they say like that manifesting and vision boards. So I'd done that. I'd done that without even knowing what I was doing. But yeah, one of my walls was covered in all photo shoots and it was Lady Gaga was on the front of it. Yeah, and yeah all of that. Um, and then, yeah, all those years later. So yeah, I manifested without realising. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating, like hearing your story. So it kind of like... It goes without saying then, but is this always what you wanted to do? Like, you, you've you always known that you wanted to like do social media, kind of marketing, that side of things in fashion, yeah? Um, I feel like social media, no, because when I was in school, social media didn't really exist. It was Facebook or we had... MySpace, Bebo. I dread to think what is out there. Like, I dread to think <laughs> the selfie. Ah. God, no. 
don't even want to think yeah, about it. That is out there somewhere. <laughs> I, I had a glow up. Like I, you, I don't think you'd recognise me. Uh, someone at school called me Ugly Betty. What? Um, it was a girl at my school. Her mum said to my mum in primary school, I think it was like, oh, she's gone from an ugly duckling to a beautiful swan. And I was like, insult, compliment, backhanded compliment. Like, how do you take that? That she thought that I was an ugly duckling. What a backhander, yeah. How rude. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I always wanted to do something creative. Um, yeah, social media wasn't really a thing. Like I didn't, the jobs didn't exist. Like there wasn't such thing as a social team when I was when I was doing my work experience. It was Twitter. Like mm. you know, it was there wasn't like a, like an actual team dedicated to social media. Probably be that just what other team mm. members would pick up. Um, but yeah, always wanted to do something creative. But I'm I'm actually really intelligent. Like I got A stars, A, I got an A in math. <laughs> the way you said it made me laugh, like as if you have to justify it. No, but I do because people, because people are always like, really? I know what you mean though. I think like when you when you say that you work in fashion to people, I think there is that immediate assumption that you probably failed all your GCSEs and that you like, yeah. you're working there, like just picking clothes out all day and like choosing colors and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah pictures. it's not, it's not that at all. Like it's such a different world. And I think because people don't often understand it, they don't, they can't like relate it yeah. to what they did at school. Even social media, like now it's not, oh, I work in fashion and social media and people are like, oh, right, okay, cool, yeah. We were saying this with some of our other guests and we were saying how like a lot of people see the final image and like there is so much that actually does go in behind it. Like obviously there's so much, there's, a ho there's enough to be people's whole job roles and whole departments. Mm. Social media is like one of the most lucrative ways for yeah. like, business. Yeah especially the brands that I work on are digital brands. We don't have stores. So everything is is digital. So social media is such a big part. Well, you can tell that you're super passionate about it. Where did your passion come from? You said you've known you've kind of always wanted to do it. Was there like a pivotal moment? Yeah, like when did you realise that's what you wanted to do and, and also that you could make a living from it? Um. So when i done my um foundation course i specialized in photography so yeah so that that was actually the path i wanted to go down i wanted to be a fashion photographer like that was it um and then as i was like doing my work experience stuff i then got to go on like the photo shoots and i was like oh my god no i want to be a stylist so like i wanted to combine the two like fashion photography and styling and then yeah social media is kind of like a combination of it all like i have to take the photos edit them it's all about the clothes, how, how it all looks and stuff. So, yeah, it is a combination of it all. But I think my following grew when I was at ASOS and, like, my Instagram was, like, ASOS Georgia. Um, and I think people followed me from that. I also used to wear some mad shit. So were you an insider? I wasn't an insider, but I had an ASOS handle. Yeah, oh, my God, amazing. That's so amazing, though. So they, they, they gave you the handle, like... That must have been so much fun. Yeah, they did. And I think that's like, that is where it all grew. And yeah, I used to wear like mad shit, always at festivals and stuff. And then the buyers would then like give me stuff to shoe and stuff like that. And I worked that's in the it. studios. So I would always be like filming like behind the scenes, the models and everyone's just having a laugh. So it's like all the guy models yeah. always used to dance and stuff. So that was like, then people used to follow me because of that. Yeah, I'd like just wear these like mad outfits and then my, my friends on my team would take my pictures outside and then so I'd be posting every day. Yeah. And then when I was in the studios, I got asked to do the ASOS studio Instagram. So I was like running that. And I think that was like my first proper experience of like managing a page, planning content. Um, yeah, and I love that. And the thing is, like, I never got anything extra for it. I wanted to do it. Like I had to fit it around my full-time job. I, like let's lunch breaks and stuff like that like I was oh really so you were doing that as well as your nine to five yeah yeah like that's the thing I don't like wow. oh it's so fun and it was and I love it but yeah because I was passionate about it that's how you can tell someone is really great at what they do someone who's like really authentically passionate about it and it translates through like everything that you're doing clearly with getting the job that you've got now and everything that you post on social media. No, you're smashing it. Yeah, because it's like, I bet it was good practice for what you do now as well. Because obviously you have such a good, you have an incredible following on your own handle at the minute. But then you've obviously got all of that to do with work as well in your nine to five. So like, how do you balance it? Like, where do you find the balance to like do both? 
I always think, I always say, like, my own Instagram page just goes alongside my full-time job. Like, my career is my full-time job as a social media manager. And I think my in my my actual Instagram just, like, yeah, just goes alongside. Like, I work evenings, weekends. Like, you're always on in my job and in my personal Instagram. And that is it. But it's been like that for me for, like, what, eight years? It's just so normal to me. It doesn't feel like I'm working. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love the community on it. Like... You know, everyone is so, like, supportive and so empowering. And also, I love seeing what my friends are doing or what my friends are wearing. Like, everything is, like, I'm inspired by Instagram so much. You see someone go somewhere, you're like, oh, I want to do that. Like, everyone kind of influences in their own way. Like, you don't have to have this massive following because if I know someone that's gone somewhere, oh, that looks so cool. I'm like, do you know what I mean? I'll be like, where is that? I'll go. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to come down to the following. Yeah, mm. yeah. It is a, like... It's a personality thing, I think, isn't it? Like, I think it goes across the board for a lot of people in fashion, but particularly like the field that you're working in, you do have to be like so innately on the pulse all the time. Like you have to be two steps ahead of where everyone else is and like making sure that you are staying up to date with that. And the only way you can do that is to like be fully immersed in it. Can I ask, what is your screen time? I'm really interested to know like what your screen time report is per week because mine is like eight hours and I always think that that's a lot, but yours must be so much more. Um, I don't think it is, you know, I've got two phones. I've got a work phone and a personal one. Oh, maybe that's what I need to do then. <laughs> in, in lockdown, it was like 10 hours. Obviously, where I was just sitting on my phone all the time. I think it's about six. Oh, is it? That's good. Maybe I need to get a work phone as well then, because mine's high. <laughs> yeah, but then I suppose if you combine them. Yeah. 24 hours, Georgie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll never sleep. But yeah, actually, back to that point about um, that being like authentic and stuff. Do you know, I think like with my personal Instagram, I don't think it's that deep. And I think maybe that's where people can see a mm. difference. Like, you know, if I post, I post. If I don't, I don't. If I want to put something up, I'll put it up. I think sometimes if people try too hard, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to look like, not even look in a certain way, but like my mm. pictures have got to ha look like this and be edited like this and whatever I think sometimes you think too much into it where's the fun in that like you've literally sucked the fun out of it like and it shouldn't be a chore like I post because I want to post I work with these brands because I want to work with that mm. work with them like I don't put that pressure on me where it's oh I need to and why am I not growing following or why am I losing followers like yeah I just think I just don't think too deep into it like I like posting because I like posting and yeah that's that like I love fashion I love putting new outfits together getting photos when I'm out like yeah. getting my outfit pick yeah and if I didn't like the picture I just wouldn't post. I think that's a really good tip for people as well like just to kind of make it part yeah. of what you're doing every day and and not just do things for the sake of yeah, doing it for it Instagram fun. because that can kind of show yeah. through. I think also the brands that you work with like I don't know why, but like skinny dip, I always think is like just so, it always reminds me of you. Is it? But like, I always think of like, you know, the fluffy bags and like everything. That is just like, you would post them with these outfit, proper festival outfits, but it would all just be so Georgian. Like, you can tell that it's not. You've not just done it for the sake of working with somebody that you don't like. You you can tell on some on some people that it's just like, yeah, is it actually genuine? Yeah. Did you actually wear that out because you did it? You've just put it mm. on, gone outside, taken a picture, and then come come back in again. Um, but actually, funny story about Skinny Dip. Skinny Dip were my first brand that ever reposted me, and I nearly cried. Oh, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember? Oh, it, it, I was going to ASOS Christmas party, <laughs> so I think I must have been about 21. <laughs> I bought this bag from Skinny Dip, and it was like this cup with a straw, and it had unicorn tears written yeah. on it, and it was all glittery. Iconic. I know it, I know the word. I've still got it, I've still got it, and like, I always like give all my stuff to like my nieces, oh. and they absolutely love it, and that is one thing <laughs> I'm not giving to anyone. I was like, no one is having this, even if I don't wear it, yeah. no one is having it. <laughs> So sentimental. Yeah. I feel like you need to bring this out for Creamfields, Georgie. Shall I? I'll bring it. <laughs> I think it. it's oh, perfect for <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll bring it. So, so yeah, so it was Christmas party at ASOS and I remember I was getting my hair done, so I was just on my phone and all of a sudden it was like, ding, 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 ding. I was like, oh my God, is this what Beyonce feels like? <laughs> <laughs> this was like, this was like old Instagram where like you posted a photo and you could gain a thousand followers. Like, and it was literally, I was like, oh my God, skinny different posting. 
and it's mad because I went to their event recently, like two weeks ago or something. And that's what I said to them. I was like, this is like the first brand that I ever started working with. But it was like, I, I was like, oh my God, I love this brand. I used to buy them all the time. So I remember one of my, my old managers actually said to me, she said, have you been to that shop in Blue Water, the skinny dip one? I was like, yeah. She went, it looks like you've gone in there and exploded. Like it is just you in a shop. Yes. Like everything, the unicorns, the glitter, the fluff, the pink. How amazing talking about brand identity and like somebody has said it's, it looks like a shop for you rather than you look like you've gone in and bought the shop. Like yeah. you were already a poster girl for the store before they even like reposted you. Where's my edit at then, skinny dip? <laughs> yeah, literally. Where's my where's my contract? Thank you. So that was one obviously like major highlight. Have you got any others that like really kind of set you up for what you do or any major like drawbacks, knockbacks? Yes. So I think I'll start with the highlight. I'll start with the positive. This was honestly like massive pinch me moment. Um, I worked the red carpet at the Brit Awards. Oh, oh my God. I'm shook. I remember seeing you do this and I was like, wow. So I um I was working with um, Kiss FM, freelancing, doing social media for them, yeah. And I remember they asked me, and they paid me, and I honestly thought I would have done it for free. Like I would have yeah. gone, I would have just gone, and you know, I will do all of this. Um, but yeah, and yeah, I was actually on the red carpet, and I remember like that whole day. Like I woke up, you know, when it's actually birthday or it's Christmas, you're just really excited. Yeah. Um, and I got there, and they literally gave me like a press pass, and they were like, oh yes, you're going to be here. I was like, what? Like, I was actually standing on the red carpet. And then Lewis Capaldi was the first person to like walk on. And I was like, oh my God, just so nervous. But I, and then like some of, some of the um, celebrities, I'd go up and try and get like a face, a, like, face camera video. And I remember Kiss were like, I love that you've done that. Like we didn't ask you to do that, but you got the balls to just go up and ask. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. probably never going to see them again. So what they're going to say, no. And some of them did. Like some of the like managers were like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, hey, sorry. Can you spill the tea on who those celebrities were, or are you, are you like on an NDA? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Did I find something before? Um, I tell you who the really nice ones. <laughs> yes, I do really nice. Apes was really nice. Um, his man, his manager was actually like, no, we don't have time, and he was like, oh, it's fine, I want to do it. So I was like, okay, good. Oh, that's nice. What a sweetheart. Um, I remember I was, I was. Because obviously all like the paps are behind you and it was it was like mad mm. and everyone's shouting, hey, 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 Harry Styles, come on the red carpet. And I was like, I need to get this. So I'm laying, like full on laying <laughs> at the front of the red carpet like this, trying to get it. And I remember like one of the people really hard at Kiss was looking at me like, I love it. And I was like, I can't get the shot. Yes. This dedication to the role. <laughs> it was. I remember seeing you in the back of like, weren't they doing a three sixty outfit thing? Oh, it was TikTok. It was on TikTok. They would they were doing like TikTok lives, and I kept being in the background. <laughs> seeing you like that's that's my friend. What's <laughs> she doing there in your bright but pink I, suit? I, yeah, I wore a bright pink suit. I remember like Burner Boy as well. And this sounds really really bad, but. At the time, I, I didn't know it was him. And someone's messaged you like, oh my God, Burner Boy's there. You need to go and get a video. I'm like, so I've gone over and he's like filmed and then he's put the camera on me. And I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I said this to my friends and they were like, you were so awkward. Like you just weren't expecting that to happen. <laughs> no, that, that was honestly like, wow. One thing I was so gutted about though, Little Mix weren't there that year. And I honestly had my heart on meeting them oh, <laughs> well no. another time yeah another yeah time. what are the little mix fans called what are they called little mixes little mixes yeah are you a little mixer yes i go and see them every year jesse is going to be collaborating with Nicki minaj have you seen that yes i've seen it all over tiktok yeah i haven't actually seen like no i've just yeah. seen like the press shot it looks like they've been edited together like but i'm so ready for this collaboration wow it's gonna be amazing yeah Sorry, we're digressing. <laughs> little Mix, I'm fine, I'm here for it. Chat for hours. I remember I got invited to a pretty little thing, Little Mix party. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to meet them. And they were literally like standing with everyone and like dancing. And I was like, not one person has gone over for a picture. And I was like, I can't oh, do it. Georgie, I'm gutted for you. Like, I felt like I couldn't. So I had to act as if I was like, cool, cool, calm like, and collective. Professional. <laughs> and you know, it's like, it's 
fine. Oh, little bit just over there inside. I was like, oh my God, girls, I am <laughs> so close. Like, trying to get little things like, she's there. <laughs> Secretly filming, like. I feel like I just kept staring. Oh my God, I honestly love it. Are we back? Oh, hello. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Um, this is doesn't this situation just sum up working from home? The Wi-Fi issues. You're on mute. You're frozen. Oh, absolutely. We were literally speaking about this the other day, like how we're still like, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> is, is it on? <laughs> like, how are we still doing this? Like, nearly a year and a half into it, like. And then do you know, do you know what someone said, and like I hadn't thought about it. Like, you know, you wave. Like, imagine walking into a meeting, <laughs> and then, like, when you leave, bye. <laughs> I hadn't even thought so about true. that, but knowing me, the first time I'm back in an office, I'm going to be like, morning, everyone. <laughs> Why do we wave? Why has that become a thing? But I wave, I wave, I wave. I do. I am that person. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm a waver. <laughs> Um, okay. Right, where, okay. Where are we? So, Sorry. no, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, this is what it's all about. It lo Honestly, this conversation is amazing. Um, what would you say, Georgie, to your younger self, if you could go back in time? Like, what would you, what advice would you give to yourself? What, what words of wisdom would you impart? I've never really been someone that worries what people might think about things. But I think there is obviously sometimes where maybe you want to go for something or you want to do something and you're a bit like, oh God, like, what people think, are they gonna laugh at me? And I feel like I, I never had this, because obviously I'm not like millions of followers on Instagram, but I know when I've watched like big influencers story and they're like, when I started out, everyone made fun of me. And like at school people would like be like, ah, obviously now it's like, now that everyone wants to be their friend, they've got all these followers. But yeah, I definitely think that is, that is such like a big point. It's just do what you wanna do and just like, just do you. And I do think as well, like, as you get older, like, you do care less about what people think. And you're just like, look, if it makes me happy, then then that's all that's all I care about. Um, so, yeah, I just think go for every opportunity that, that you want to go for. That's such good advice. And also, like, have fun. And this is what I, I tell my team at work now. I'm like, it should be fun and you get more out of it. Like, when obviously I've spoken about social media and I love it, I work so much more because I love doing it. I'm quite lucky to be one of those people that say I love my job and I love going to work and I love what I do. Not everyone has that. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, I always kind of have that approach now as well. Enjoy it. Like it is meant to be fun. Like it is, it's fashion, it's social media. Like, yeah. I think off the back of that, what advice would you give to people who are just starting out? Quite a lot of people message me about this. And I honestly think it's experience. Like try and get work experience anywhere you can. Like, yeah, I've done it across PR. I've done events. Not necessarily something I wanted to go into, but then I had that experience and I kind of knew the process of how that worked that I could then take into another job or taking the things. It is, yeah. it is having that experience. And I think when I when I was hiring for an assistant on my team, I wasn't looking at a uni degree. And that someone actually said said was talking about their uni degree in an interview. And I was more like, What's your experience? If you'd worked for a brand and worked in their social media team and assisted for six months or a year I would put you way ahead of someone that might have come forward with a degree mm, amazing thank you that's that is definitely something that our listeners will like to hear because I think it is something that people are really interested in especially if people are kind of wanting to make a bit of a career change not sure how to get into it so obviously you spoke a lot about social media is kind of a part of your everyday life um do you ever have to have a social media detox and what do you do in your downtime yes I I feel like first lockdown, I thrived. I was on this really healthy in kickstart. I was loving it. <laughs> um, and then second lockdown, which was 2021 lockdown, I, I felt so demotivated. I felt rubbish. Like, not just with social media, but just about everything. I was just fed up with everything that was going on in my life. Um, and I, I really lost my passion and I really lost my flow. And I don't think I really posted for like a few months. It'd just be random stuff here and there. But even then, you know, I didn't have that like drive for it. But I didn't put the pressure on me. Like if I didn't want to post, I didn't want to post. Like I just, I picked up that like flow again. And it's like, I've come back and I am feel really like into it again. And like, I'm posting all the time and I'm putting loads of effort into my content. But yeah, de definitely. I just feel like if I want to not post and have like a week off, then I will. Um, 
I used to do it around like after, after Christmas kind of thing. I used to go on holiday and just like not post on Instagram at all. And I would get content and stuff I wanted to out there, but do it all when I got back. And that was quite nice. I felt like when you're out for dinner and stuff, when you're on holiday, like you're still on your phone, you know, like, and I feel like I actually just really like enjoyed that holiday because I just wasn't looking to post something or like, oh, tag tag where I am or anything like that. But yeah, I just feel like if I am ever at that point where I don't want to post and I just want to have like some time out, then I will. Or if I want to post three times a day, if I'm just feeling really like enthusiastic, then I will. I think sometimes it's important to take a step back, like you said, when you kind of lost the passion for it. And mm. it's the best the best thing to do is to step back and not just force it because people will just see straight through it and you'll just yeah I find especially like in myself I'll just feel burnt out with anything yeah. if I kind of push myself past that point of wanting to have a bit of a detox and I think um mm. yeah I think it's really important to make sure that you do just listen to yourself I know everyone says this people put their best self out there like you're going to post the most amazing holiday that you've ever had do you know what I mean like you're only going to put out there your best things and I think like yeah to just realize that Instagram isn't really real and for me like I've said before it's not that deep like I want to post pictures and do that and I think that is also a good approach to have on it because you know we've all we've all done it where you compare your life to someone else's you're like oh my god She's got the best boyfriend. They're on this amazing holiday and stuff like that. But like, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors and how that person could be feeling. Um, but yeah, I think like, if you if you want to remove yourself from it, then do. And I don't think that should be like the pressure to do so or not to do so. It, it is, it's listening to yourself. I feel like I'm quite good at that. Like I'll know in myself if I just want to like, can't be asked to post or whether I'm like, yeah, yeah, like gonna shoot all this content and stuff. I think a lot of people will find that so refreshing to hear that coming from you, especially that it isn't something that you ha should have to force or, you know, it should do because you wanna increase your follower count or because of X, Y, Z reasons, like you should do it for yourself. I think so many people get caught up in this like rat race of getting the most followers and getting the most brand deals and, and looking prettier or, you know, they have the best things. It's not like, it, I think people will really love that coming from you. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I can say this from a brand point of view as well. Like it isn't the, the numbers game. Like we work mm. and we pay influencers that create content for us that will have a low following, but we like their content. You know, it isn't, we don't think, yeah. oh, this person's got 200 K followers. Yeah. Let's do that. It could be someone that's got 20K, but they are a content creator and they, they show off the clothes and they are that brand. So we would pay them. Like it isn't, I know I said this before 2K, didn't I? When I was giving advice to one of your friends, it isn't just about numbers and oh, I've got to have 50,000 followers for brands to work with me. Um, yeah, like if you create good content, then they're gonna work want to work for you regardless. It's so good. I like literally. It fills my heart to hear you saying that because I think so many people do get so bogged down. So thank you for that advice. I know like yeah. those people are gonna love it. Those are nicely, Johnny. What advice would you give to content creators or social media professionals about like finding your niche, being unique in a crowded field? Because mm. there's so many people doing it now, it almost seems oversaturated sometimes. I think it's really easy for people to kind of jump on the bandwagon. Like, how do you think people can stand out? I think this also goes back to what we were saying about people posting what they think they should. You know, they see in these yeah. girls post this, so they need to. Um, mm. And I think it, yeah. is, it is just about like, be, like being yourself and posting what, what you want to post, what you want to wear. If you're just yourself, that does come through and that does like shine through. I follow lots of influencers that have a big personality because I I am that I am that person that finds that funny. So I like it when they're like talking about yeah. the worst day or something that's happened or these dilemmas and yeah. do you know what I mean I follow people like that because that's what I like. I like to see and I feel I hope that that's what I mm. put on my page, you know, I show like a personality and I'm really not serious and some things just aren't that much of a big deal and to like make fun of myself and laugh because we've all been in situations like that um and to show like the realness behind Instagram because again what we spoke about it is this front you post your best self you're posting literally the highlights of your life and your day so I think it is nice and refreshing to have um like some realness on stories and just being really open about stuff. But obviously I understand that people aren't always comfortable with that. 
and it does depend on the individual person. But yeah, that's something that I follow when I when I'm like following girls on Instagram. And how do you like deal with the obviously we touched on this like there are negative sides to social media and things how do you like deal with that both like in your personal life and in your work life like with your team as well how do you sort of combat those those negative areas um do you know what I feel like I'm actually quite lucky I haven't really had any like negative comments I think like all my following are girls do you know what I mean like I'm such like I dress for the girls I'm not like dressing sexy for guys or get guys comments on my photos or like them like it's a big female based audience but yeah I haven't I haven't really like really received any negative comments um I also feel like I am quite thick-skinned I don't know if that's because I'm older now as well like I'm 28 now so I kind of care a bit less like I've got such a good family unit friend unit that love Mm. and support me through every single thing so if this random person that I never know I've never met comment something but to be fair I don't think I've had it Um, I've actually had more hate on TikTok oh really there's some trolls on TikTok though yeah but but not not as in like anything to do with appearance like or stuff like that I got trolled about my voice but I just found it hilarious right and I'm still getting the comments now and this was like over a year ago so I done this like healthy recipe and I've like heard all these people on TikTok that talk over their videos so I was like oh I'm gonna try it so I'm like talking through what you gotta do and all of a sudden it's like you sound like Katie Price you sound like Georgia Harrison this is Katie Price oh my god I thought this was Katie Price this is definitely Katie Price I was like I don't, I don't sound like her, but I found it hilarious. Like all the people that were literally commenting, I sounded like all these people from like Towie, stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not even living in Essex. I'm in Ken. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can go and tell them that you've actually got a podcast out now, so. Oh my God, yeah, you can listen. But also I think it ties really nicely into like what you are saying about it not being that deep and like, it's so nice. Cause obviously you say that it's, social media is something that you do for fun and it's enjoyable and yes you're making a living out of it but also (laughs) it's not that deep my little tagline it's just not that deep yeah no it's it works though it works it works like so many people do they really deep it like and it becomes like the be all and end all and like oh my god the world's going to end if this post doesn't get a certain amount of likes or if somebody comments negative yeah yeah it is it is oh my God, this girl's got all these likes and I haven't, or this girl's following's grown and I haven't. I don't know if it's because I work in social media. I don't know that I'm just like, my job that I do for my nine to five is my priority and everything. And it is just like my Instagram just goes on the side. I don't put that pressure that I need to earn a certain amount. I need to do this. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know if maybe that's a bit different because my, like my full on priority is, is my nine to five. And then this just kind of like goes on the side. Yeah. No, it's good. I think lots of people could take a leaf out of that book, I think. Um, we spoke about like where social media used to be, like in the Twitter days and what it's like now. What do you think it's going to look like in five or ten years time? From like an insider perspective, where do you see it going? I think this is like an interview question, isn't it? Like a job interview question. Oh. <laughs> no pressure. So, what is your five year plan? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a really funny story, sorry to go off on tangent, that if I was in an interview and this sort of like one of our managers made a joke about it and I was like, I've got to say it. If they said to you, oh, wait, where do you see yourself in five years time? And then my reply was not looking at the price tags when I was going shopping. <laughs> yes, that is the energy we want. I love that. That's such a good answer. Johnny, use this in your job interviews, please. I am going to do that. <laughs> funny how how funny is that because I'm like for a minute I thought you were gonna say like in your seat and I was like (laughs) absolutely not I know people who've said that in interviews and it's like not gone down very well I think it's a bit too forward oh oh no I feel like if someone said that to me I'd be like uh no hun (laughs) yeah I'd be like uh no yeah I like that though not looking at the price tags maybe that's where I'm going wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think so the social media do you think do you see it like evolving or do you how do you see it growing obviously like there's so many things about it now that I think people are tapping into obviously with the like obsessiveness and and it being very comparative like mm. 
but then also in terms of how it works for brands and for marketing and things um so i don't know if this is that relevant but um the thing i like about tiktok is anyone can be viral anyone can be a tiktoker like I'll follow, I'll follow people on TikTok that are hilarious and it's like they've got like 20 followers. They've just done this video that's like a one-off. And that's what I like. There's not like a status. You don't have to have all these followers and all these likes to like blow up or be TikTok famous or go viral, um, which again, with Instagram, it does come down to like numbers games for some people and stuff. Um, there's always a new platform and I feel like like social media managers out there it's like when there's a new platform, it's like, no, I can't face it. Cause you obviously have to explore it and then you have to start creating content. I'm like, I can't create more variety of content. Like <laughs> there, there, will, there will be something else. There will be, it, it's just mad, isn't it? How like technology works now. Like, and if you ever seen Black Mirror, I always feel like we're gonna end up like that. I think things evolve though, don't they? Cause like, if you think of Facebook and it used to be like, who could have the most friends on Facebook? Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. who can have the most followers on Instagram? It's not so much, I guess, anymore, but even with the likes, it's like a gratification thing. It's like views, isn't it? Yeah. Like TikTok views, views and likes and things. Some sort of numerical like value. Do you know what makes me lull? Do you remember when it was your birthday and everyone would write on your Facebook wall? Oh my God, yeah. Happy birthday, babe. It was like, that is how popular you were. You know, like that is how yeah. it was judged. You'd wait up till midnight to see the first post coming in. You would, you would. You, that, that is like how you judged how popular you were with yeah. how many people wrote on your wall. <laughs> and I remember, right, right recently. Gosh, how shallow were we? <laughs> recently, recently I saw this meme, right? And I sent it to my friends and they were like, that's intense. But like one day, one day you just logged off MSN and you never went back on. Oh, I've seen this meme and it hit me deep. I was like, wow. Yeah, it hit me. One day, one day you just logged off and you never went back on. I wonder who's in my bio. Cause you know, you used to put all your mates names in the bio. I wonder who's in it. I wonder who I still speak to now. <laughs> if I'm not in yours, we're not friends. I think we were, we were friends after MSN, you know. Do you know what I used to do? used to sign in and out, in and out, in and out, so that people would see that you were in, <laughs> that you were, you were online. Georgie, that doesn't strike me like you'd do that. It used to literally <laughs> pop up, ding, 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 so everyone knew that you were online. You've always had strategies to get views, like you, you've always known, you've always known. This is written in the stars for you. <laughs> oh, there's always been a strategy. I'm obsessed, I love it. I love it. And like, I remember, I would go on holiday and I would have to find an internet cafe and I'd sit there. like. What a sado! What a sado! Like being the e it'd be like the evening of a holiday, and I'd like I've got to go and sit on MSN. <laughs> it was a big deal, though. Like the kids nowadays will never understand. No, they won't. But also, like you only got it there as well. Like if you were out for the day, you weren't on MSN. And I remember I'd come back mm. from being on a holiday and feel like oh, I've missed out so much. So I wasn't on MSN for a week. It's mad, isn't it? Sometimes I do just think about like imagine being off totally off the grid and having no social media and having no anything suspect that's suspect to me i knew you were gonna say this like, if, if i meet a guy and he don't have social media <laughs> you were gonna say this about boys <laughs> do, we, do we want to start this do we want to start no we're, i'm going Go into it i'm committed to this now come on yeah i feel like you know like things will just like be an instant like turn off or something i'm not saying for them to like be on there and like taking mirror selfies and like shit like that but like if some if i can't stalk in some kind of way i'm like for me for me, that's suspect. That's suspect because what what are you hiding? It's true. I do like to stalk, but I, I I need to be able to go on, even if it's a photo from like a few years ago, because I know that guys don't really post that much. Isn't that strange? How like we've gone full circle almost to think that, you know, obviously people putting stuff up on social media, people see it as like dangerous because people can like farm your your data and things. But like now we're almost like if you don't have it. Is that more dangerous? Because like, what what are you hiding behind? No, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah, I've never thought about it like that. Maybe I'm gonna start now, but I'm, I agree. Like, if I can't look at something, even if it's like a Twitter feed, like I wanna see something because it's like an extension of your personality. I just love a good stalk though. Yeah, I do. You know what makes me laugh? Like you found out every single thing about this person, what his sister's <laughs> called, what his mum's called, where he went on a holiday two years ago. And then when they oh, tell no. you, you're like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I like, I've already met yeah. your aunt. Your aunt's just had a baby. Like, how's the 
baby. Like, you know, it's like you have, you have to act like you never knew. Yeah, I already knew who your ex-girlfriend was and, you know, when you broke up because I'd, like, gone through the pictures. <laughs> Georgia, you're, you're next level stalker. I love it. I was dating this guy, though, and I, like, stalked him on Instagram and looked through his his tag. Yes, it has to be the tag. Oh, the tag, the tag. Oh, this is so shallow. But I saw, like, there was two things that really put me off and it, and it basically gave me the ick, which was him eating a trifle at Christmas. His mum had tagged him in a video. He was eating, like, four people's portion. And the other one was him going down a water slide front first. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That was too much for me. It is a risky game, but I think, like, I'd rather know that side of a person straight up than go on a date with somebody who I think they are and then get disappointed. When, when did the ick become a thing? Like, when did it become a thing? It's such, know, prevalent, it's such it? a thing now. And I also feel like there's some things that you can pass. Like, I'd rather take something yeah. than not have the other. But like when something just like hits you differently, like the ick, <laughs> they're, they're, you, you can't, you can't, you can't see past. So talking of stalking then, I had a bit of stalking on your feeds, Georgie, and you are the new bottomless brunch queen in my eyes. So I want to know where your favourite place in the UK is to go bottomless brunch in, because I feel like you've been about everywhere. Yes. Can I get? Can I give top three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Top top three is all right for you. These are the ones that are just coming straight to my head. Um, so Bunga Bunga in Battersea is amazing. I've not been there yet. I want to go though. There was a drag, there was an Elvis, there's karaoke, like so, so good. I think that's the first bottomless brunch I went to. Um, I also went to the Skinny Kitchen recently, which was honestly a rave brunch, like Ooh. 20 minutes in and we were all up dancing, like 20 minutes in. They, do you know what I love? This is just a small thing, isn't it? The food come out straight away, so you could eat, and then that was it. Then you could party. That is the dream, though, rather than waiting an hour. This is where I go wrong. Yeah, the food doesn't come out, and then you're steaming. And then you don't want to eat it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ah. um, Yeah, it was so, so good. And I know they do like the, they do it as a dinner as well, so I definitely want to try that. So, yes, the Bunga Bunga, the Skinny Kitchen. There's, I, I, I used to love 90s brunch as well. That that was um that was wild. What um did you go to that one that one with the watermelons? What did you think of that? So that wasn't really a brunch. That was more like a dinner, like a a, a bottomless dinner. It was so good though. Oh, okay. Um, Ziggy Green, and it was like you got bottomless margaritas um with your dinner, and it come out of a watermelon. Do, do you know what? Like this is the power of TikTok, right? I've seen it all on TikTok. Yeah. Like people go to all these places, and I just like I save them all now, and then I'm like, oh, I need to go there because I've seen it on TikTok. Yeah, it's so good, though, isn't it? It's like literally doing the job. Like that's what it's there for, isn't it? Forget TripAdvisor. It's all on TikTok now. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Forget your five star ratings. <laughs> I no, I actually think it is like I like I save them all, and then it's like I do work my way through the list and go to them. I'm going to that place next week, and. Um, AV, AV for Rio? Rio, is that how you say it? Whatever bloody called. Oh, yeah, the Italian. Oh, I've not heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, it looks so good. But again, sorry, on TikTok. You'll have seen it, Johnny. How did you go? It's got all like black and white seats. It's like red inside and it's, yeah, it's all like mirrored. It's like really like um, quirky. Oh, okay, where is it? Whereabouts is it? London? Yeah, Covent Garden. How nice is the meringue look? Have you seen it, Georgie? The slice of meringue that's about this big. Johnny, I need to show you a picture. It's amazing. Oh my God. It, yeah, it's like an ice cream cake thing. Yeah. Oh, don't... Um, is it Gloria? Don't they do lemon meringue pie that's like that tall? Yeah, it's the same chain. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It. I've seen Gloria in Shoreditch. Because I've tried to go there, but like you can't book unless it's like over 10 people or something. Because they've got another one as well. I can't say it. Circolo Popolor or something. Yeah, in Soho. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've not been there either, but yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so that, that, that's why I'm, I'm going to do that next. Okay, we're coming up to the end now. Like, I can't believe that this has been like an hour already. Like, I'm having so much fun. Um, we've just got a couple more questions to ask you, and we ask all of our guests these questions when they come onto the sample cupboard. Oh, oh, the killer questions. <laughs> all right, okay. The killer questions, yeah. <laughs> so, first one, what are your must-haves that you always have in your bag? What do you never leave the house without? Um, 
My crystals. Yeah, you're a crystals girl. <laughs> what crystals do you take out with you? I am. I am a. I'm a crystals witch. Um, rose quartz. Um, I've got a black tourmaline. You were telling me about this one. Okay. What's yeah? What's that one for? Um, so the black tourmaline protects you against other people's energies. Ah. I, I'm so into all this shit. <laughs> but basically, I had one and it cracked, and it was kind of like the end of something that was happening with yeah. me, what was going on in my life, and it cracked, so it like finished its job. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'd get a new one. This is gonna sound mad if people are listening to this part, but no, I think it, I rate it. I I'm like kind of I'm into it, and I think a lot of people are like whether they say it or not. Like I know a lot of people that are getting into it. Yeah, and like I have an amethyst as well, but yeah. So I've got these green ones. I don't know what they're called, but they're for career. So whenever I go to work or I'm on a photo shoot, I always have it with me. Oh, nice. So you've got your crystals, anything else? What else have you got with you? Always got to have um, a charger, like a battery pack for my phone. Can never not have no battery. I, I would love to say that I had makeup, but I never touch up in the day. Like my lipstick's off in the first 20 minutes after coffee. And I'm not the person to go and touch up. Like, I wish I was. There's no room with all the crystals in the bag for anything else. <laughs> do you know what? No. Do you know what is yours in the bag? Snacks. Snacks. I've always got snacks in there. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said food, actually. We've asked all of our guests this and nobody said food, so. No one has, actually. Sweet or savoury? Uh, sweet, always. Pick a mix. Squashies are my favourite. Mm, yeah, they're good. Squashies, yeah, they're my fave. I feel like they're the, the elite milk bottle of the day. Yeah. Like we, milk bottles in the 2000s, now it's squashies. Mm. Okay, so final question that we ask our guests. What is one item in your wardrobe that makes you feel amazing? Um, One item in my wardrobe would have to be anything sequined. Yeah. I feel like when I've got them on, I'm just out having a good time. You are the sequin queen. I, I feel like anything with sequins on. It just makes, yeah, makes it feel good. We love the sequins, don't we, Johnny? Yes, love a bit of sequins. <laughs> Thank you, Georgie, so much for coming on and chatting with us today. We've had literally the best time and I don't think we could have spoken about any more yes, in that time. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope I haven't waffled too much. Like, I just go off on a tangent. Like, you asked me one thing and I ended no, up answering we... something that, like, you never asked. No, it's been absolutely perfect. Hope to see you at a bottomless brunch again soon. <laughs> was great i really enjoyed that i love that chat so much the energy was amazing her outlook is amazing i just love like her take it easy attitude it's really refreshing it's not that deep it's so important for people to hear that especially from somebody in her position in the role that she's in because like we were saying i think people get so tied up with like how they look or getting the right amount of followers and really it should just be about enjoyment and just had the best conversation that was so much fun I really enjoyed that and hopefully it's been helpful to you. If you're listening and you wanted to know a little bit more about how to get into the industry, I know definitely a lot of people messaged in last time when we did our fashion industry episode and wanted to know kind of how to get into it, especially without a degree. Like I think, like we said, you don't need a degree. Mm. It is a lot of it is your networking, the people you know, and Georgie is kind of living proof of that. If you work hard, if you're tenacious, mm. and kind of don't take no for an answer, speak to everybody. You can you can get to where you where you want to be. Yeah, you can tell she's really worked hard to be where she is, and not only just like putting in the work in work, but outside of work, making connections, following up, putting herself out there, going above and beyond, like. You know, th these sort of positions and these career paths don't come easy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Georgie. I feel like I've learned a lot, so I know that um, all the mm. listeners will as well. Me too. I feel really uplifted. I feel like I can fucking do this. I do as well. I'm going to yeah. go into this week now with my head held high, not giving a shit, working hard, making connections. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, and what a way to kick off the guest episodes for series two as well. I know, I couldn't have wanted anyone better. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for tuning in and we will speak to you soon. Thanks so much to Alex at Runda Music for all the tracks on the show. We'll pop his details in the show notes below.